This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Clint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Vendee's joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show, presented by Helena Accommodations. The in-town five-star extended stay residences. Visit HelenaAccommodations.com. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave, here's Jason Walker. Helps if you turn the microphone on. I'm nervous. Happy Tuesday. It is the Jason Walker Show here inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Big, big show coming up today. Can't wait for you to get to uh, listen to it. Can't, I just can't wait to get to it. Uh, we got On This Day in History coming up, uh, a smaller version of it, actually. And uh, we'll tell you what's coming up tomorrow a little bit later on as well. Uh, there was some other news that we'll get to throughout the course of the hour. We got some surprises coming up, but uh, we got an update on Jesse Davis, which is awesome. It's great news, and uh, National Player of the Year for basketball coming out of uh, National Player of the Week, rather, coming uh, out of the University of Providence. We'll hit on here in a little bit. But it is a, a joy. It is a pleasure. It is an honor. To welcome in, possibly, I think, maybe for the final time, at least in person, but the Hall of Famer, Mike Van Deese, joins us here on the Jason Walker Show. Coach, how are you? I'm doing good, Jason. Thanks for having me out. Yeah, next time if I come on, I'm going to charge you. This is my last, <laughs> this is my last pro bono one, okay? <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. Mike Van Deese, uh, uh, here, the NAIA Carroll College Hall of Famer. Are you in any other Hall of Fames? Montana Sports Hall of Fame. That okay. was the first one. Helena, the Helena. Oh, the Helena uh, not, one. Not the Montana. The Helena Sports Hall okay. of Fame in 2011. So you got to be going into the Montana one soon. No, that's all pro guys. I'm not a pro guy. I don't. Uh, that, that's all. That I don't know. That's, uh, Tyler Emmerich got put in, uh, nominated yesterday, or elected. Well, he should. He's. Uh, are you surprised it took that long? Yeah, I, I just think people forget about what Tyler did and what he accomplished, and you know, between him and Dave Dickinson, there's not too many better. Uh, quarterbacks out of the same region that have accomplished what they accomplished as football players in the national championships that they've won. But, uh, yeah, I think Tyler, I think at some time, especially at a small college level outside of this region, you kind of forget about that. But uh, I certainly don't. He I didn't. remember everything he did. He lost three games his entire, like from freshman year to senior year of from high school to college. He didn't lose any games in high school. I, he what? lost them all when I got a hold of them. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, Mike Van Deese joining us um, here on the Jason Walker Show, the show presented by Helen Accommodations, the in-town five-star extended stay residences. Visit HelenaAccommodations.com. All right, so the news came out yesterday. A um, few people have known about this for a while, but you, you said this a year plus ago in your press conference. When you retired and you said, I'm not done coaching yet, and you're not. You're heading out to coach linebackers at the University of Mary. 
Yeah, it wasn't, you know, a situation where I knew I wasn't going to hang it up. It was just if an opportunity came along. And as I said that time, um, I retired for the right reasons. I wasn't burned out. My health was good. Uh, There's always speculation and rumors. But the thing was, it was time to step aside at Carroll and uh, enjoy uh Clay senior year mm-hmm. of hockey at St. Norbert's. I wanted to be a fan and tailgate with all the other parents back in Green Bay and then uh, with the granddaughter uh, getting down to St. Louis and seeing Shane and his wife Mara. So uh, the timing was great and uh, this fall I was able to go down to Wyoming against the Missouri game on uh, Labor Day and we had a mini reunion with about yep. 30 plus of my teammates from the University of Wyoming. So I had a good time this year. I, I, it, was, it was a great tour. <laughs> nice and relaxing. It was fun. Yeah, I sat in the stands at all the Carroll home games, and I didn't have to worry about fourth down calls. Uh, I think uh, walking out in the tailgate areas was the most uh, uh, receptive I've ever been by the Frontier Conference officials. They all patted me on the back and said how good it was to see me. That is awesome. Uh, Mike Van Deese joining us here in the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Um, You and I talked back in September before your introduction into the uh, Carroll Hall of Fame. And it was actually the, the last week that I, I did the, the old show. But um, this is cool because that week for Hall of Fame weekend and that, that, that Saturday night, and we haven't talked about it since then, but that was one of the most impressive and emotional nights I've been a part of. It was big time. You know, I wish there's some things I, I would have reflected back on, and if I had another couple of hours to spend that evening, <laughs> there's a lot of stories I'd like to tell. But at the same time, having 170-plus football players and another 220 parents and boosters and family and friends come uh, was very special. And then to do it with homecoming and everything going on, Shane uh, received a great award on Friday yeah. as a Young Alumni Award, so it was great for him and his family. Uh, to get to recognize Clay came back and he was the one that introduced me for the Hall of Fame breakfast and I just had a great time. It was one of those things we uh, we enjoyed it. Uh, everybody got a chance to hug and tell stories and just reminisce and it was great for 20 years of players being able to kind of reconnect and, and cross connect because. Sometimes when a Hall of Fame team gets put in, it's those four or five years. Right. But this was across the board. So the players from the you know early 2000s got to meet the players from 16, 17, and 18. They got to know each other. They heard stories. You know, <laughs> Sean Bloomquist and those guys said, well, well, we heard stories about Joe Horn. Now we get to listen to him. So it was pretty cool. And that was a great speech from Joe Horn. But what was more impressive to me, and the reason I stuck around the whole night, I told the wife, I said, I'm not staying the whole night. I'm just going to go say hi and, you know, stayed for like an hour. But I wanted to hear Mrs. Van Dee's speech, and it was awesome. She was so amazing. Oh, she knocked it out of the park. And, uh, you know, I I knew she was going to do it because I know uh, Michael McMahon had talked to her about doing it. And But at the same time, she never... Uh, she never gave any indication what she was going to talk about. You know, she had in her mind things that she wanted to discuss and go over, and I know she was a little bit nervous, but it was pretty cool for her because uh, she had her sister and brother-in-law, Wendy and Rob, were there. Her brother, Eric, and his wife, Kate, were there. So it was neat for her family to be able to be there and enjoy and, and celebrate the night, too. Did you ever count up how many total players you've coached in 20 years? No, I haven't. You know, I've got a list of all the players year after year. I've got uh, who the freshman recruits are and transfers every year. Then I got a list of the returning players. Um, I should go back and add them up. It's a lot. Yeah, I'm you sure. know, there's there's quite a few. And um, but it, it's just amazing when you go back through it. And every summer, as you know, we get the chance to go to uh, players' uh, weddings. Yep. Uh, we've been to a couple of baptisms. We get announcements all the time. And 
uh, it's just it's hard to believe that uh, 20 years went by this fast and that it's uh, it's amazing ride. So you're leaving next week to head on out to uh, Bismarck, and I was looking at the stadium. Wow. Uh, it's a community stadium, but it is. It seats about six thousand. It's got a video board and uh, the track on the outside. Are you a fan of the track around the field because the fans are a little bit further away now. Yeah, we, and we played out there. We played out there twice. Uh, yep. In fact, they really embarrassed us in nineteen ninety nine. It was our last uh, game on the. It was our last game of the season nineteen ninety nine, and uh, all we had to do. I had to take an inventory on the bus on the way home, and when I got back, hey, this is what we need to do to get better because they were uh, kind of the king of. of of this part of the country, along with Rocky at that time of NAI football. Wow. Um, yeah, and I know you, you played them twice. Are you going to be okay wearing the blue and orange? Well, you know, it's going to be great. I think Heidi's excited because my whole wardrobe is brown and gold from Wyoming, <laughs> and it's purple from Northwestern and, and Carroll College, and now I get to have like a little bit different uh, color scheme. So, you know, it's kind of like the Broncos of Denver and Boise State, uh, Syracuse, the University yep. of Florida. So it'll be kind of cool to have a, a few different colors in my closet. So the athletic director, Dale Lennon, out there, um, you guys are both finalists for that Montana State job back in 07. So he's obviously had himself a very nice career as well. You stay in touch. And I was talking to Craig Begnell, your your new boss, yesterday, the head coach at Mary, and he said um, it's such a small world, the coaching fraternity. Well, and Dale's a guy that I'd met years and years ago. They were national champs the year before we were in 2001 at the University of North Dakota. Uh, he's a big 3-4 coach as a defensive coordinator and a head coach, and I've always liked uh, their scheme, and he and I have gotten together at times in Helena, and then whenever Clay and Shane were playing hockey in Grand Forks, I'd call up and ask if I could stop by, and we'd, we'd get up on the board and talk football and uh, put on 3-4 clinics and just had a wonderful time, and I've always kept in touch with him, and ironically over the years, what I didn't know, my mom's from North Dakota, she lived in rugby, that's where Dale grew up, was in oh, rugby, wow. North Dakota. Obviously, they didn't know each other with an age difference, but it is a small world, and uh, that was one of the main reasons uh, Mary, the University of Mary's football program is so attractive, because of Dale Lennon as the athletic director. Yeah, he's had himself a very, very nice career, and they've got themselves a good program out there. Uh, Coach Bagnell now in his entering his, what, his third year. Third year. Um, what did you call him, the Polson Pistol? Is- I don't know where that quote came from. That was from Brian Larson, or SID. He put that in the paper. So I kind of put question marks on that last night when I text Craig and said, I have no idea. Uh, you know, uh, it's a good one. You know, the only pistol I ever knew was Pistol Pete Merritt, right? yeah. you know. But, uh, so we got a kick out of that. Uh, I asked Coach Bagnell this, and I want to ask you, 20 years being the head guy, and I know you were an assistant for a long time before that, are you going to be able to take direction now? Well, I'm going to have to. He's my boss, you know. Yeah, I'm the oldest GA in the country right now, so uh, I've got to take a step back. You know, there'll be some, I'm sure there'll be some times I want to, you know, say something, but I've got to be a little bit kind of tempered a little, you know, saying things. Um, but when I've interviewed with him and talked to him, he said, one of the things I want to do, Coach, is to sit down with you every day and talk about practice plans, talk about organization, talk about not so much offense and defensive schemes, but talk about personnel mm-hmm. and get my insight. And I want to learn from him, too. You know, uh, coaching for me is still about learning. It's not I don't have all the answers. I'm not the savior. Going out there, I want to contribute to the defense. I know uh, I've met both defensive coordinators. I've been watching film for the last couple months uh, about it, and there's some ideas and, and things I want to suggest and, and some things I might be a little bit stubborn about. But uh, <laughs> at the same time, I just want to be able to go out and help uh, that program and, and, and get back on the field with the players. This is going to be cool because now you don't have to worry about the 
you know, the day-to-day operation of a football team. You get to just run the linebackers and answer to a couple of different guys. I mean, it's got to be refreshing a little bit. Oh, it's going to be great. I got coached the outside backers. I got two players. I remember when I took Hadi to a, a CFL game up in uh, the, the, the British Columbia, you know, when they were playing, and, and that dome was the first dome. It happened to be on our honeymoon. It was really <laughs> uh, pretty romantic. But, you know, we're sitting there, and I was coaching defensive line at the time at uh, at the University of Montana, and she was just out of her mind that I only coached three guys and spent 80 hours a week coaching three guys. Well, now I'm going to get a coach, too. So it's like, okay, this will be fun, but yeah, it'll be great. I don't have to worry about budget. I don't have to worry about travel, uh, scholarship numbers, things like that. I can just coach football and really get in there and grind with the defensive coaches and the players, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it'll be a, a lot of fun for you, uh, definitely. Um, I did want to ask this, too, because you and I have talked over the, the last few years about all the football teams that are in the state of Montana. Well, there's some pretty good football teams in North Dakota as well, and now you got to go recruit against the likes of North Dakota State and North Dakota. Yeah, I don't think I'll be recruiting against North Dakota State, <laughs> but I don't have to recruit. I'm just, oh, I'm just well, there coach. you go. I'm not on. I'm not a, a labeled a full time coach, so you know I'll, I'll certainly watch film and make evaluations, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be on the road recruiting, which is kind of a good gig. Yep. I'm not going to be working summer camps. It's like you know I'm just going to coach football. This is pretty good, uh, but at the same time, it, there's a lot of good football. You know, cause North Dakota State, everybody knows about them. Mm-hmm. University of North Dakota made the playoffs this year. Uh, they've got they've done a good job up there, and and I think that's uh, one of the things you look at. And there's a great rivalry between Minot and uh, you know, and University of Mary. So that's going to be interesting to see. But they did a good job this year. I think they signed nine players. They signed 45 players in this class. Yeah, uh, nine players from the state of North Dakota. They went to Minnesota. I think nine players out of Arizona. Four players on Nevada, California. They went to Utah and Idaho and got a grid player out of each of those states. So uh, three players out of Montana. So they're kind of getting a little bit more regional. Uh, Mike Van Dies joining us here. We're going to take a break in a minute, but i got to ask you this. Uh, um, now I forgot my question. It had to do – oh, Mary, it's got a lot more sports. You get to have – you've got hockey, you've got baseball, you've got a ton of different things going on out there in Bismarck. Yeah, I'm excited about it. they got a really good wrestling program. Uh, baseball is big. I don't know why guys would go to North Dakota to play baseball, but they've got about five or six Montana kids, and yep. one of the players I'm, I'm disappointed that's not there anymore, and I, I, I talked to him yesterday. It was Patrick O'Connell from, Great, from Flathead. Oh, okay. He went out there on a baseball and football scholarship two years ago, and we couldn't recruit him. Rocky was trying to recruit him, but he wanted to play baseball. He was a great baseball player. And the staffs on baseball and football both got let go that year, so he transferred to University of Montana. He's a great player over there. And he said, Coach, you're two years too late. I said, I know. Gosh, Patrick, if I know that's all it took, I would have left. But, uh, you know, there's, it's good. And, and with hockey, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I met their hockey coach a year ago, and them in Providence will be going to nationals. They have, they've had a great uh, rivalry here in the last year. So there will be a lot of things that uh, you can do in this time of year and going into the spring. Do you, uh, are you going to be on the sidelines or in the booth? It sounds like right now we'll be on the sidelines. Uh, okay. The inside linebacker coach, Ben Davis, who's also the co-coordinator on defense, uh, wants to be up in the booth. He's coaching the mic and the okay. wheelbacker inside. I've got what they call the stud in the buck, which is like our salmon bandit, uh, to be on the sideline and work with them and help out the defensive line, too, with some of the things that they do. And you get to uh, – it's just awesome for you because it's so much less stress, I think. Um, you'll still be patrolling up and down and walking. i got to ask you this, too. When you were the head coach, and I'd see you on the field before games, you know, uh, an hour before, just out by yourself, what song were you singing in your head? 
I'd like to think it was Celine Dion, but... No, I'm talking to myself a lot. You know, I don't know that I was singing songs. I get I get razzed a lot about uh, my lips moving, my hands moving, and I'm the only one out there. But now I'm just going over the game plan and going over things and going over the calls and just trying to repeat a lot of things. And you know, it's uh, you know they got the music playing, so sometimes there'll be a song that's on the playlist that the players have playing and the mm. coming out of the press box uh, pregame, and I'll be singing that. But most of the time, I'm just. I'd like to get away by myself. You know, I don't like a lot of distractions. I was like that as a player. I don't want a lot of, you know, things coming up, people coming up and talking this and that. I just want to kind of get my mind clear, and I'd have my uh, game sheet out there, my play calling sheet, and just kind of go over that to make sure I got a, just a review. I swear you were singing Celine Dion, just the way you were uh, dancing. I'm just... I can't even spell Celine. <laughs> The head coach, Mike Van Dies, joining us here Jason Walker Show. We're going to take a quick break. We've got a surprise for Coach when we come back, and uh, we'll have more next here on the Jason Walker Show. More of the Jason Walker Show coming up. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, what... Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Spring is fast approaching and summer is just around the corner. So now is the time to get those windows tinted at Auto Concepts as the sun starts to heat up. Tinting is the best way to keep the sun out of your little one's eyes driving down the road. Plus, it just looks cool. Auto Concepts is your exclusive 3M dealer for tinting as well as the best clear bras in town. Auto Concepts clear bras will not fade or yellow over time. And don't forget about suspension lifts and power steps for your rig too. Visit AutoConceptsHelena.com or check them out on Facebook. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Everyone knows about Dinners Done Right and the convenience of the cook and carry cuisines. It's so easy to just stop by and you have something for dinner that night. But there's also one more thing you need to know about. Dinners Done Right Grab and Go Salad Bar. Yes, I said salad bar. Always the freshest ingredients along with a daily soup and nacho bar too. So the next time you are in a rush or you just want to eat healthy, stop by Dinners Done Right for the soup. Salad and Nacho Bar. For monthly menus and more info, it's dinnersdoneright.com. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show. Here inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave, Coach Mike Van Deese joining us here in the uh, Man Cave today, and is a uh, courtesy of the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. 
And every team knows the two-point play can be a winning move. That's why State Farm Agent Mike Miller and his team are here to help you go for two by combining your home and auto insurance. It's a great call that saves you time and money. So go for the win, score savings, combine your home and auto. Just another way we're here to help life go right. Call State Farm Agent Mike Miller today in Helena. Mike Van Dista joining us. What was uh, Mike Miller like as a player? He was a lot of fun. He had a <laughs> little pizzazz about him, you know, coming from Anaconda. <clears throat> played defensive back, played safety for us. And I remember uh, especially that he contributed a lot of special teams, was in the rotation as a safety. But um, over in Southern Oregon in 2000, uh, I believe it was 2001, we played them in the playoffs in a snowstorm over there. And he had to play almost a whole game oh, wow. uh, because of some injuries and some things that took place. And they had a great game over there. And we came out with a win on the road, and that was impressive. And uh, he did a great job. But he was a great teammate, a lot of fun. He always kept things lively. I mean, he just never never had a bad day. And it's great seeing him be successful, he and John, uh, doing what yep. they're doing with State Farm. Um, before I bring you a surprise, i got to ask you, you mentioned uh, the Eastern and Southern Oregon, but Justin Udi, who was at Texas Tech, was a quarterback. And, well, I guess he was a wide receiver more at Eastern, Eastern Oregon. Eastern Oregon, right. Um, that's a good hire for Coach Choate. Well, I th- you know, I think Coach Choate, the one thing about him, when you look at his background and his DNA, where he's been at Florida, University of Washington, and around the country, he's got a lot of contacts. And I think people think the world of him. Yep. Uh, he's a terrific coach. He was a great defensive coach, linebacker coach, D-line coach. Great special teams. I've heard him a couple times on clinics. I was going through some notes on take with me to Mary that, uh, and I got a DVD tape of tackling drills that he put together. So uh, I think that was great. And coming from Texas Tech and their their uh, offensive powers, I think that's a great hire and a young guy that wants to get back up here in this part of the country. All right. Have you done your studying? Because you have to take a. Like an entrance exam, basically. I don't do that anymore, you know. I'm, uh, <laughs> well, you, you don't have to recruit, so you don't have to. I didn't take one when I went to Wyoming, so I shouldn't have to take one out, do I? <laughs> no, I don't know. Coach, uh, Coach Begnell said you had to take some sort of test. Um, I got a surprise for you, Coach. I want to bring him in on the phone now, but one of the uh, all-time great linebackers at Carroll College, we want to welcome in Sean Bloomquist. Uh, Bloomy, how you doing? Hey, thanks for having me. What, did you just get off the golf course or what? <laughs> You know we don't golf in February, Coach. <laughs> um, you were one of the all-time greats, like I mentioned at Carroll, as uh, Sean Bloomquist, and uh, now have a, a, becoming a very successful young man in your own right. Um, coach is moving, and did you ever ex- anticipate this day? Uh, I actually did, and I'd be lying to you if I told you I didn't. I've been uh, talking to Coach, you know, um, I think, you know, I'm fortunate enough to continue that relationship, and I love Carroll College, and uh you can't keep a great mind out of football and can't keep someone that loves football um, that much away from it for that long. Yeah, he's sitting here, and I, I don't think he knew that, you know, <laughs> you. So you're like the third son, but sometimes you claim to be the second son. I don't know how to explain to me how this works. Well, he's well, still, I think he still Clay has his room. Yeah. Yeah, him, him and Clay, just who's ever in town, you know, they still got their own room over. But, no, Sean is uh, he's a part of the family a lot lot beyond uh, playing football, number 43. Yeah, uh, Bloomy, favorite memory of uh, Coach Van Deest? God, there's way too many of them. One that we can share and don't have to bleep out. <laughs> you know, I honestly, I think my favorite one that sticks out to me is uh, is the day that he got me to commit. Um, and, you know, he'd been in, uh, he'd been a vigilante so many times watching me do, you know, track and football and 
um, he, you know, he, he basically told me he wanted me, you know, more than the other schools. And, you know, I was like, of course, you know, it kind of just sunk in at the time. I was like, he's been to everything, of course, yet. Of course he does. So, um, you know, I was very fortunate to, to go to Carroll College. I, before I let Coach answer that, I think my favorite memory of you and Coach interacting together was 2014 at Northern on Halloween. Was it Halloween? Second quarter, and the entire first-string defense got benched. Uh, <laughs> I know what you're times. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys responded quite well, though. Um, you uh, you obviously have some great memories of Sean, Coach. I think every game he played, you know, it was one of those things when he came in, we were going to redshirt him and uh, it got to the point he was an inside linebacker all the years at Helena High, he was a defensive MVP of the state and he just played, I mean, he played so hard and he played so fast, he just had a great deal and I always said if if I was still at the University of Wyoming with Joe Tiller, we would have recruited Sean Blumkus to Wyoming, there's no doubt in my mind and if I was at Big Sky School, but we were blessed to get Sean, but I just remember after a couple games, we were doing okay on defense that year, but I said, you know what, we got to get better in 2011. And I moved him to the outside back or the bandits position. And, uh, you know, first game against Tech, he gets a sack. Against Western, he gets a sack. Rocky pressuring the quarterback. And it was a position that was a little bit unfamiliar for him because when he came in, all of the notes he was doing, even though he's going to be redshirted, was all about the inside backer spot, especially the wheel backer. And the outside backer, there's some similarities, but it was a guy that we just had to have coming off the edge or coming in the B gap, and he played it to a, you know, he played Bandit one year, he played Will for two years, played Mike for a year. It didn't make any difference when we played him, and Nick Howard had him on on offense. I think he scored five touchdowns. I was going to bring that up. On offense, you know, the fullback spot. And he was just, he's, he's one of the greatest football players I've ever had a ch- chance to coach in 43 years. Bloomy, I got I, I to gotta know this. What was the bigger hug when you made a sack to end a drive and came off the field? Or when you scored a touchdown, how did he hug you the most? Uh, the bigger hugs that come from the defensive side, you know that. <laughs> yeah, the offense. Everybody, everybody scores touchdowns. <laughs> oh, yeah. Receivers score touchdowns. Come on, that's that's no big deal. But you got to be special to get a sack or a tackle for a loss or run up somebody down on the other side of the field. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Um, obviously, it blew me a lot about uh, family. You know the tradition. Um, you obviously have, have taken that into your, into your life as well. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if there's a better tradition. Um, I you know, I, and I I think I tell everyone I meet. Uh, you know, I think there's always that that what, what if if you went to a bigger school. But um, you know, I think what coaches always said is like the big times where you're at, um, and that goes in all aspects. You know, from an academic to uh, where you're at spiritually in your faith. Um, you know where you're at in your academics. Carroll College is, is it, and uh, you know that's that's super fortunate to be there. If you had a piece of advice for the linebackers out at University of Mary, what would you tell them to expect from Coach Van Deest? <laughs> take notes. You better take notes and bring chocolate chip cookies when you mess up. I hope they hear that. We better replay that for Coach Fagdale tomorrow. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll let them get a copy of that. Uh, Bloomy, I know you're a busy guy. I appreciate you taking some time out uh, to, to, to uh, join us and, uh, and uh, talk about Coach a little bit. Hey, thanks for having me. Love you, Coach. Love you, Sean. Thanks for coming and uh, coming on the air, and I'll keep in touch, okay? Sounds great. Be safe. That is Sean Bloomquist. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. Um, yeah, he's uh, he was one of the best. You had some great linebackers at Carroll. Well, it started with Joe Horn. I mean, and, you know, luckily uh, 
Coach Petrino recruited him. Uh, I mean, he was on the, on the on the program and on the staff before on the on the roster before I got here. But coaching Joe for three years, he was uh, an All American. He was a Defensive Player of the Year, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. And whether well, it was Corey Przinsky, and then along comes Gary Cooper. And there's always guys that that got it, but you know. Owen Keppen was unbelievable, but Matt Gordon was a great player. And, and you look at Thomas Dolan, a two-time conference player of the year defensively, and then Sean Bloomquist. But there's a lot of guys like that. Uh, <clears throat> one of the guys I'm going to get a chance to reconnect with is Rick Young. Rick was a great outside backer for us, a transfer back down from Utah State and uh, out of Post Falls. But he's going to graduate school at uh, University of Mary. Oh, cool. And he'll be there through the end of May so or the end of summer. So I'm going to bring him out and working with those buck linebackers on that weak side because his pass rush was unbelievable. When you had Owen on the strong side at Mike Backer and, and uh, you put Rick at the inside or the outside backer into the boundary, it's like, where, where could those guys go? <laughs> it was a great one-two punch, but... No, we had I think uh, eight linebackers make up for, uh, make defensive player of the year. I think we had ten or twelve of them make first team All American. Uh, just great players, and yeah, Sean uh, was a, was one of the best I've ever coached at any level. And you know, it's it's uh, it's, it's where you play. It's, it's uh, I wanted to make it when I came to Carroll College, like the big time. It doesn't you know NAI yeah. was just a uh, it was just our governing body. It didn't mean it was a level of football. Yeah. I've always compared the NEIA and the Frontier Conference, especially to Division Two, which I'm going to be coaching at now because you get scholarships. Yep. And uh, we didn't have a lot of Division Two schools west of the Mississippi, so this is what we were doing. No, that's uh, fantastic. I, I, I want to know this, and I've always wondered this. Did you ever make any old Western jokes about Gary Cooper to about to Gary Cooper? <laughs> No, because I don't think those guys even knew who Gary Cooper was. You know, they never. But he's a hell of a guy. They never saw the Lou Gehrig show or know the hell. You know, they're just these guys were into different kinds of music and movies and, uh, you know, it was a whole different thing. But uh, yeah, it was it was cool to have somebody named Gary Cooper. And I know all my buddies that I grew up with and played football. Well, I mean, I always thought that was pretty cool. Come on, because you have to have said, you know, you know, kickoff is at high noon. I mean, <laughs> that never once came out. No, I wasn't quick enough for something like that. I, on game day, I, I didn't have much of a sense of humor. Oh, man, that is awesome. All right. Uh, it, this came up yesterday on Twitter. Uh, this group that I follow, it's a, like a talent place for sportscasters because um, I'm trying to get some talent. But the question was, coldest game you've ever called? And I think I go back to that 2014 quarterfinal game with Southern Oregon. It was so cold, I think 20 below with the wind chill, maybe even colder, and then almost two feet of snow on the ground. What was the coldest game in your 20 years at Carroll? Because it's going to get cold in Bismarck. Bismarck, North Dakota in the playoffs when we played them out there. Okay. It was very cold. You know, we uh, we played them the first round, then we had to turn around and go back out to North Dakota again to play uh, Dickinson State the very next week. But that was brutal because the wind was blowing. Uh, it was just, there's been a lot of cold games, but that one in particular was very cold. Yeah, the playoff game against the Oregon was, was that way, but it didn't seem that way. I don't know, there was just something about the atmosphere that day and uh, the way both teams were running up and down the field, tearing it up. There, you know, there was, there was a lot of excitement going on, but the game at, at, at you Mary was, uh, was cold that day. It was, you know, it was a playoff game and it was one of those things that uh, you get out there and there's not much, there's, there's no place to hide. <laughs> you know, uh, that stadium was wide open and the wind was blowing through it. It's called the bowl out there. 
It's called the Bowl. Yeah, it's uh, off campus. I know they're in the, in the process uh, with some of their plans down the road to get a stadium on campus, just like Carroll. But it's a good it's a good field. It's it's, it's, a, it's a turf field. Yeah. They've got a practice field on campus. There's an indoor golf facility that's right off I-94. We practiced on it in 2000. We went out and played Valley City. They put new turf in there, and it's a big bubble, so we could go out there and practice during spring football as well, Coach Bagnell said. And you can practice hitting golf balls from the sounds of it. Yeah, that guy, that, that's really one of my games. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, uh, I've got another surprise for you. I know you talk to this this dude a lot, but um, I wanted to talk to him because it might be the final time I get to. Clay Van Deese joining us now here on the you know, Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. How are you, sir? He's got to get ready for for a hockey game. He doesn't have time to talk football. Are you kidding me? I got I got plenty of time to talk football. It's good to, good to be on. Thanks for having me, Jason. <laughs> well, it's great to have two of my three sons on today. Shane's going to feel left out. I know. I, I, didn't, I didn't get a hold of Shane. I figured yeah, he was kind of busy. He's going to feel left out that two of the three were on. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're, your dad's going to be a little bit closer to you. Yeah, I said, uh, you know, it's about the halfway mark. So now it's an easy trip for me to go home. And uh, it gives me a good stopping point halfway instead of sleeping in my car on the side of the road. It's a good stopping point in Bismarck. And it's funk up with him on the way home every time. Uh, what was it like having uh, having the old man um, following you along your senior year? I, I mean, it's, it's hard to put into words, Jason. I think, you know, um, for me, obviously, you get a little bit of a boost when the family's in the crowd and, you know, getting to look up and see my dad at, you know, every rink, not just a home rink once a year, but, I mean, he was up at Michigan, at Finlandia. He went up to Northland. He drove out to Adrian um, in Michigan. He was he was everywhere. And it was, you know, we went on a special run at the end of the year and won 14 straight games before getting knocked out in the national quarterfinals. And, um, you know, I, I don't think it's, goes unnoticed that my dad was there for a big chunk of those 14 and that started to happen right around the time he started coming to every game and um, I think that's when my game picked up for sure as well so it was uh, it was a special moment for me and something I definitely won't ever forget. Coach you and I talked about this as Clay Van Deese joining us on uh, the phone with Mike Van Deese, but going out to Lake Placid and watching the hockey out there what was that like as a father? Well, I grew up, and that was my first year coach at the University of Montana in 1980, so when the miracle on ice happened, we were all listening around the radio. It was after signing date, and we had kind of a, a, a Olympic party together, pizza and cold beer, and it was a lot of fun. And to follow those guys, and then to see the rink itself, and then, you know, when you watch Miracle on film, I mean, mm-hmm. that's one of the ones Shane and Clay and I probably watched a, a thousand times, and I know those guys watched it even more, but... It's just it's one of those things. It's, it's like Lambeau Field. Even if you're not a hockey fan or USA fan, go out there and, and just walk around that area. See the names on the wall and see the names uh, who played there. And I know, they, I know Clay and them, they got to go through the locker rooms. It's kind of more or less a museum as well. But to be out there twice was pretty impressive. Wasn't your locker room the USA locker room, Clay? No. So we, uh, we were Finland my first year. Um, and then second year, the second year I was out there, my junior year, we were actually in Czech, Czechoslovakia at the time. Oh, okay. Um, so, it was, but it's kind of cool. The American one's a shrine and we get to go in there every year. And, uh, two of the, um, Team USA players came back, uh, Pavlich and Harrington and we got to talk to them and meet them. And, uh, they talked to Ur Schneider as well and, um, got to meet them and go through that locker room. So that, again, that one's kind of in a shrine. And then we got to be in one of the other countries' locker rooms that has, again, still all the, original seating and uh it has all the names and lists of all the players that are out there outside the locker room so the history there is just so special and um you know like i said getting to play in it twice and be there twice for it was pretty big time 
Coach, what was more nervous, watching Clay play or watching him coach now? Well, watching him play, he's 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 got coaching. I mean, he's doing a great job of coaching. I always said, I wish I had a little bit more of Shane and Clay in me in terms of how they're composed and and handle things, you know. And uh, I just watched them, and they both have great minds. Shane was a great coach, and I know it's just something that he could uh, working with Joe Glenn for a couple of years in mm-hmm. the high school coach. He maybe get back into high school coaching as as time goes on, but. No, watching them play because, you know, you just, things kind of go fast, but in coaching you slow it down and you get to watch them. But Heidi and I, when we watched the games, we went out to Minnesota and saw four of his games after New Year's, and it was fun watching them on the bench. And you don't get to see as much action as you do. Um, it's a little bit more subdued with hockey. They, they just, they just, you know, they got their suits and ties mm-hmm. on, and they look all prim and proper. You know, football, we're ranting, raving <laughs> up and down the sidelines and spitting and, and yelling, and it's, it's a whole different game. Clay, when you played or when you're coaching, how, how much of that are you sitting there going, man, I can't, I can't do this because it's, you know, it's it's hockey, and like Coach, your dad just said, we have to be prim and and proper and take care. You know, we have to be good, but. How much of that Van Deese fire is inside you on a on a play that goes wrong? Well, let's just say I'm sure I'm not the uh, first Van Deese to get in trouble for yelling at the referee once or twice. <laughs> so uh, I uh, I've definitely had to learn how to tone it down a little bit. And uh, I think you know the biggest thing for me is you know I, I for years talked to my dad and joked about you know how hard it is coaching versus playing and the differences and what it's like and. Man, I, I, I can tell you, I think I am way more nervous coaching than I ever was playing. It's so just a different, you know, sensation and reality being on that bench and not being able to be on the ice and control it the same way my dad would have been, not being able to actually be on the field himself. And, um, you know, so it, it's taken some time. I've had some growing pains with it the first couple of games of, you know, maybe being a little too intense, scaring my girls a little bit, like my dad would have on the sidelines once or twice. But uh, I think I'm starting to tone it in a little bit and, uh, you know, finding that happy medium of still remaining intense and passionate, but also a little bit more controlled, like you said, the well-mannered sport. I haven't seen him take anybody's helmet away, so I don't know. It's, <laughs> no, uh, I can't. Anybody, anybody's hockey stick, you know? Uh, yeah, don't do that, right? Or is that is that a, is that an option for you? That you know, I might I I haven't done that yet, but if we get a few more girls next year on the team, maybe uh, maybe that becomes an option that I take a helmet once in a while where they don't deserve it. There you go. I got to ask you this before I let you go because I know you are busy. But um, wearing a suit and tie is so much different than what your dad wore for twenty years or forty years, and now that forty first coming up next year. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, I think the biggest thing is I wear sleeves. I don't think I've seen my dad wear sleeves his entire career, but, uh, wait, you know, wait, it is different. Wait, before, I, before you finish that, there was one time he wore sleeves after halftime, and I called him out on it on the air, and I think oh, it was, yeah. you remember that. It was me. Oh, it was me. I was the one that messaged you. I called you out about it on air. I remember, I remember the first time I messaged you on Twitter, Jason, and gave you a hard time about it. <laughs> but yeah, you do, you, you do get to wear sleeves. It is different. Yeah, and. Well, I think, you know, we do, you, you watch my dad, he's got the scripted plays. Obviously, with football, there's so many plays and calls and things like that. Hockey's so much more free-flowing and adjustments throughout. Our game cards look so much different. I'm constantly writing with my pen on my game card the whole game, making notes, what I'm adjusting, um, you know, adjustments within play based on personnel, things like that. So I feel like our approaches are just different based on the game, but I find more and more of myself every single day when I'm out there you know, thinking like my dad would or what would my dad do here and how can I handle this situation. And, you know, I think I'm pretty spoiled 
there's not many first year coaches that have a Hall of Fame as their speed dial. And I, well, you know, I true. call my dad after every every single practice, every single game, and I get to talk to him every single day about something. If it's a recruiting question or you know a girl had a tough day and I might have been too hard on her, how do I adjust to that? Uh, you know, it's it's pretty uh, life changing for me this first year of coaching, getting to call him every day and have that you know be an option for me and. You know, I think I've taken full advantage of it, but I think I wish I'd taken full advantage of it more as a player back in the day growing up. But uh, it's definitely fun getting to have that type of Hall of Fame coach and Dak's always looking out for me when I need him from the coaching side. So where are you guys at tonight? So I'm off right now, but we got Adrian coming up this weekend in Michigan. So I'm just breaking down film right now at home and preparing for uh, we got a top 10 team. We're going into their barn and hoping to steal a game and clinch a playoff spot on Friday. There you go. Well, it's great to hear from you, Clay. Love you. Glad you came on. Love you too, Dad. Hey, it's going to be uh, fun for me. Obviously, this is a weird year for me not getting to cheer on any football for my dad. So I'm excited to find some new colors and be able to watch <laughs> games on Saturday now. Yeah, you got a, you got a whole bunch of new uh, colors coming in with blue and orange. But uh, appreciate oh, you yeah, joining man. us. Uh, watch that game film. Stay in touch. Don't be a stranger, my friend. All right, we'll do, Jay. Thank you guys very much. Yeah, that's Clay Van Deest, uh, the youngest of the Van Deest, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. Um, sorry, Coach, I had to surprise you with a couple of No, those sons. are great. That's, uh, <laughs> that makes my day for sure. Thank you. Uh, once again, take a quick break. We'll come back. we got some more questions for Coach Van Deest uh, about the uh, University of Mary as uh, he uh, leaves Helena next week a, uh, and uh, heads on out to uh, Bismarck, North Dakota. My dad's from North Dakota. We'll talk about that when we come back here on the Jason Walker Show. And the Jason Walker Show, by the way, is presented by Helena Accommodations, the in-town five-star extended-stay residences. And, you know, Helena Accommodations has achieved some notable milestones. They have just completed their 100th straight fifth or five-star rating from clients, and that's awesome. They believe a dorme bene sleep well extended-stay environments create a terrific referral and repeat business. Dorme bene sleep well success causes Helena Accommodations almost always about to be sold out. They've actually had to turn people down. And they want you now, if you are working in, in real estate and have a terrific property, they need to expand, and they want you to join them. Give James Young to call at 422-6702. Have a discussion about the Helena Accommodation business opportunities. Call James, 422-6702. Dorme bene, sleep well. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Everyone knows about Dinners Done Right and the convenience of the cook and carry cuisines. It's so easy to just stop by and you have something for dinner that night. But there's also one more thing you need to know about. Dinners Done Right Grab and Go Salad Bar. Yes, I said salad bar. Always the freshest ingredients along with a daily soup and nacho bar too. So the next time you are in a rush or you just want to eat healthy, stop by Dinners Done Right for the soup, salad, and nacho bar. For monthly menus and more info, it's dinnersdoneright.com. 
Spring is fast approaching and summer is just around the corner. So now is the time to get those windows tinted at Auto Concepts as the sun starts to heat up. Tinting is the best way to keep the sun out of your little one's eyes driving down the road. Plus, it just looks cool. Auto Concepts is your exclusive 3M dealer for tinting as well as the best clear bras in town. Auto Concepts clear bras will not fade or yellow over time. And don't forget about suspension lifts and power steps for your rig too. Visit AutoConceptsHelena.com or check them out on Facebook. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Oh, Jason Walker Show, Major Mortgage Man Cave. Speaking of Man Cave, support for the Jason Walker Show comes from Manscaped, the best in men's. I feel weird reading this in front of Coach Van Dies, but it's a great sponsor. The best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. You don't have to worry about nicking or snagging, guys. A lawnmower 2.0 proprietary skin-safe technology, and it's been redesigned, the electric trimmer. Don't use the same trimmer on your face, though, as you use everywhere else, because that's just nasty. Crop preserver. Guys, right here, crop preserver. Where's the camera? There it is. Um, you put the odor in on your armpits or in your armpits, but put it everywhere else, too, okay? I mean, it's the smelliest part of your body. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WALKER20 at manscaped.com. And uh, always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. And trust me, Valentine's Day is coming up, guys. You want to look nice. And, the, the, you know, it's not, it's not 1974 anymore. Get 20% off and free shipping. Use the code WALKER20 at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping. Manscaped.com. Use the code W-A-L-K-E-R-2-0. WALKER20. All right. With that said, Coach Mike Van Dies, the NAI Hall of Famer. That's why you're a Hall of Famer, and I am not. <laughs> um, you would do that a lot better than I would. <laughs> it's a great product, I promise. Um, great great supporter, that's what I mean. Anyway, Mike Van Dies joining us here, Jason Walker Show, heading out to the University of Mary. Uh, there's a big difference between NCAA and NAI as far as some rules, but like you said, you don't have to recruit, you don't have to worry about a lot of different things. What is the biggest change going to be? Well, I think the biggest change when you're going in there, obviously for me as a coach, is looking at a new conference, new offenses, uh, just a different a different type of, of, of things that I haven't been, you know, 20 years in the Frontier Conference. It's You're playing teams twice a year, mm-hmm. and you got the same, you know, personnel year after year. Sometimes the coaches were around a long time, but uh, now I'm going into new, you know, uncharted waters for me. Um Minnesota Duluth has been national champs a couple times. Uh, Mankato State this year were national runners-up to West Florida. Uh, Sioux Falls made the transition extremely well, and they've done well. They've won mm-hmm. nine, eight, nine games, ten games every year. So it's just a matter of familiarity, uh, learning the different uh, different offense that you have to go against, and, and checking out personnel. And 
you know, I, I think there's a lot of similarities, but at the same time, certainly back there, you were going to see some very talented players. Yeah. Uh, film that I've watched already from last year, from night 2019, uh, Mankato, Duluth, Sioux Falls, uh, Augustana, they, they got some talented players, so... It'll be a real challenge for us on both sides of football, and I'm looking forward to it. It is a new challenge, like you said, because you have to learn entirely new personnel. Like you said, with the Frontier, you already knew everybody. And most of the freshmen that were played against you, you knew because you recruited those guys. Right. Uh, this is different because you didn't recruit North Dakota a lot and Minnesota a lot. Yeah, there's not very many names I'm going to be familiar with, to be honest <laughs> with you. And then there's going to be different offenses. You know, when when you played Rocky, when uh, Jace Petrino was there, you had a certain type of, of offense you go see with Ryan Norris and, and B.J. Robertson. You knew what they were doing offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. You still had to go against them, but at least you had a game plan in place. And uh, when you're watching film, uh, a lot of the same things that you saw week in and week out. Uh, Mike Van Deese joining us here, Jason Walker Show. And uh, now I want to ask some fun questions. Well, first off, what's the plan for Mrs. Van Deese? Is she staying to finish out the year, or is she going with you? No, she's going to be able to stay as to teach at that Rossiter. I'm going to okay. be out there. I'm leaving this weekend. I'll be out there, and I'll be back at Easter time. Uh, I'll be there for a little bit of winter ball and then also spring practice. I'll be back for a little over three months in the summer head out in the fall, and then she can continue teaching. Oh, that's awesome. You know, the great thing is that um, she's got, you know, her family still lives in Billings, so she'll be able to come out maybe on a Thursday night, uh, take a a personal day and Friday and Saturday and spend, spend the weekend with us out there and see some games, so... Uh, that'll be exciting, you know, and uh, the thing I'm looking forward to is that she still gets to take care of her position here. She has a few more years before she gets retirement, and this allows her, and that's what made this attractive because they, uh, they're they putting me up in an apartment on campus. They're giving me a free meal plan at the cafeteria. It's going to be like college again. It'll probably be the same as college because I don't have to go to class, so it's no different than I was at Larrabee in you know, 1970, skipping my classes uh, just into the cafeteria eating all day, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just, it's, it's, it's going to be good, and yeah, we'll see how it's going to work out this spring and, and this fall will be a, a test, but I think uh, we talked about in the fall, there's a lot of times when I was a coach, and especially as a head coach, we'd have date that on Thursday and then after the game on Saturday, and that's and then mass on Sunday morning. That's, I mean, we didn't spend a lot of time together, especially since she became a teacher. She's very busy with her uh, 27, 28 yeah. uh, third graders. No, definitely. Uh, so, Bismarck, besides football, what else is there to do out there? Well, it's a community. Bismarck Mandan is about 110,000 people. So they've got a lot. they got a Macy's. We don't have a Macy's anymore what? here, so, you know. <laughs> but, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a bigger city. It's a lot like, uh, it's a lot like Billings. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're looking at the school, the school's about 2,400. It's, it's not obviously as big as Bozeman or Missoula. But there's a lot of things on campus. There's a lot of things that they do at, uh, at the University of Mary that they bring in for entertainment and concerts and things like that. Um, to me, the locker room, coaches' room, film room, stadium, it's all the same. It's yeah. no different. But, you know, it's, it's great. And one of the things that's helped them recruiting is certainly like Helena, they have direct flights to Minneapolis and Denver, as you would expect. But they have direct flights to Vegas, L.A., Phoenix, and they have direct flights to Dallas, which I'm sure has a lot to do with the Bakken area and people coming sure. from Texas. But they can get out and recruit. And when you're talking about some of the differences in terms of recruiting, they can fly recruits in. They can pay for that. We can't do that at the NEI level. We couldn't do it at Carroll. So there's a lot of things they can do financially and resource-wise. They have full-time strength coaches, which we didn't have here. They have full-time equipment managers, compliance officers. So uh, 
a little bit more of the support and resource staff will be very beneficial. That's uh, very cool. Um, so you're going to be taking direct flights to Vegas to see shows. Uh, I might go down and watch the Golden Knights. Uh, one of, yeah. Well, we, we, you know, I've always been a St. Louis Blues fan since Shane uh, moved out there, but there's a young man by the name of um, Cloud that's down there, and he was Clay's line mate up in uh, juniors up in uh, up in Manitoba, mm-hmm. and uh, or White Cloud, not Matt, not McLeod, but White Cloud, and Zach White Cloud's down there. He's been playing for the Vegas Knights. So yep. uh, we're thinking about maybe uh, if they make the playoffs that we can fly down there and go see a game or two. So it'll be a lot that of fun. That would be very cool. Uh, Coach Weaver down at MSU, the club team, his stepson um, plays in Pittsburgh. What the heck is his name now? I can't remember. Um, but he's from the Pittsburgh area, but his first shift was with Sidney Crosby, his, oh, his childhood God. idol. God, would that be um, a fun? Oh, gosh. Man, That's, I can't remember uh, his name. I'm supposed to be getting yeah. a, a jersey, but... Yeah, he made his debut this last fall. So uh. yeah, Zach Whitecloud was just because he was playing out of Chicago on their uh, minor league team, and he was up with Clay a couple weeks ago, and then the next day he gets called up, and he's yeah. played a couple games since then. So awesome. Clay's been following him. So I said, well, when our spring football's over, and they're into um, and into the playoffs. Get out to Bismarck, and we'll take a take a flight down there, and we could stay with Bishop Thomas. He's down there, so he's got a big five bedroom apartment or a house. So it'd be fun to go down there and see a Golden Knights game. Yeah, I have never been to a pro hockey game. I, I took the. We went to the Avalanche a couple of times when we were in Laramie, and then one year when we got up here, we went up to Edmonton and watched the Oilers. We sat in the second row on the blue line. Oh wow! And we had a blast. It was the King and the Edmonton Oilers, and it's just so much fun seeing the skill of these guys. And the size of them. Yeah. You know, you got Charo, who's six, six foot nine, nine on yeah. skates, and he's got a long stick that he can reach and use it pretty good. So uh, these guys are very talented. Skating is uh, is a great uh, it's a great activity. It's a great skill. What is your favorite sport to attend? Not football or hockey. Well, if I can see baseball live, I like baseball. Okay. You know, to be at the ballpark and everything that's going on, I love to watch outfielders warm up. A couple of years ago, uh, Mark Mahoney, who played for us, he's in the in the Seattle Mariners organization, and one of Clay's roommates is one of the top uh, CEO guys of, of the Mariners back in uh, Wisconsin when Clay was playing hockey. But we went out there, and Joe Chard was a player here at Carroll College, and he's a vice president, so he got his tickets along the first baseline. But we got to go down the field, and... It was great because during warmers you get to see these guys with their five skills, you know, yep. throwing, running, hitting, but they're they're throwing the outfielders, throwing home, or throwing the cutoff man to second and short. Uh, they're they're a different different type of athlete. Uh, but I love watching hockey. I love watching hockey. The game of hockey is a lot of fun once you understand it and and see it. Like Clay says, there's not set plays, but they do have systems. Uh, they have special teams, uh, whether it's a power play or a penalty kill. So there's a lot of uh, uh, strategy that goes into that. Okay, besides Miracle, what's your favorite movie, sports movie? Sports movie? Oh, shoot. I had one written down the other day. I forgot about it. But, uh, I think remember the Titans and Rudy would be a tie. You know, Rudy's not true, right? Yeah, he is, because I know no, Rudy. He's, I, I have lunch with Rudy. He's real, but Joe Montana <laughs> said that 
that movie is a lot of Hollywood. Yeah, I don't know about that. But, <laughs> but it is a great movie. His brother was our assistant strength coach, Francis Rudiger, when I was at Northwestern. Oh, wow. And they were out of the Joliet area. And uh, Francis and I got to be good friends. And he was also known as Rudy. But one year down in the Plainfield area, the mall, uh, Francis Rudiger and some people down there put on a, a powerlift meet. And I was invited down to be a judge because of my background in strength training and being a strength coach. So I went down there. And his brother, Rudy, came and took us all to lunch after the meet was over. Oh, that's and cool. that was before any of this ever took place. This was like in 19, I don't know what year it was, maybe 78, 79, somewhere okay. in that neighborhood. That's awesome. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's, right. uh, that is very cool. Yeah. Um, this is the stuff I never got to ask you before because it was always, you know, business. Um, okay, favorite movie that's not sports-related. Oh, it'd probably be it'd probably be a John Wayne movie. Probably, uh, and, and every John Wayne movie is one of my favorites. I love John Wayne. Mm-hmm. There were just so many great movies. Uh, but one, you know, it, it's and, and in John Wayne or John Candy movies. I mean, you go from one extreme to the other. <laughs> Very extreme. You know, I loved Uncle Buck. You know, I loved The Great Outdoors. Uh, those are my kind of movies. Uh, Probably my favorite movie growing up as a, as a young kid was Old Yeller. Oh, great. Uh, it was a great movie, and I remember our, our wrestling coach's wife, uh, Deanna Suter, bought me that movie in Laramie. She went to a garage sale and found it, and I have that uh, I have that in, in, in our house up on Oak Street. That is Old awesome. Yeller yeah, might, be, might be one of my all-time favorites. Where the Red Fern Grows? Red Fern, yeah, it was okay. I It was good. Okay. That's better one of Heidi's it. favorite ones. It was a better book. Um, yeah, the book was great, yes. you bet. Uh, I had uh, just this is I, I'm, we're coming to the end of the hour. I'm bummed because I could <laughs> keep talking stuff with you forever. But um, it's been a pleasure the last seven years, six and a half years, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, thank you for everything that you did for for me and and my family uh, over the course of since 2013. No, this has been great. Uh, the friendships are built, and people don't under you know if they've never been involved in sports, not that other uh, careers or. or places take people that way but sports just has a unique way of connecting people and with you, whether it's your business whether it's administration whether it's the fans coaches players uh, sports is a crossover from one sport to the next and that's awesome and you know your friendship and your family i remember your wedding it was such a great day up there it snowed we had to go in the tent <laughs> and move everything around you know drive it up in the bounds but no there's just things that uh, connect and uh, i appreciate all the times you've had us on as you had me on and, and how you treated Shane and Clay and Heidi and your family's wonderful. And I know that uh, there'll be a big part of Helena, East Town and Carroll College going with me out to Bismarck. Well, we appreciate everything that you've done. And, uh, you know, from from helping out Bob, and, you know, that's, uh, I remember um, his grades weren't good. No, we had him in study hall, study hall once a week there for a couple months. Sitting in your office. <laughs> sitting like, in the office, Not yes. even just in the conference room. Or no, anything. no, we made him come in because I didn't want him disrupting their football players. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared of what he learned in those Tuesday nights. Well, you never know. It's like I always say, Shane and Clay's best education was Marcus Bond and Regan Mack and Jeff Van Heel on the back of bus rides coming home, you know. Oh, and I don't want to know what what, uh, what they taught him back there. But they, you know, there's just, there's just so many great memories. And 
you know, you talk about what you sacrifice, but I could bring my sons to my job. Yeah. They were on the field. Shane was on the field at bowl games when we were at Wyoming, and Kurt Whitehead and John Burrow, two great players down there, and Tyrone Williams and, and Ty Hopkins. He hung out with those guys, and Clay got to do the same thing here, and then coaching Shane was uh, was one of the highlights of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, when you talk about favorite players where he's at the top. Yeah, well, I would, I would uh, hope so. You bet. Um, it's a long trip, but here's the thing: you don't have to do many bus trips now. You get to fly to games, don't you? Oh no, there's bus trips in that conference. Oh no, no not no. as many though, right? Or as long? Well, Duluth is a long ways. Mankato's a long ways. It's mm-hmm. a long way down. Sioux Falls is about five and a half hours. Okay. I don't know how far Wayne, Nebraska is. That's going to probably be a long oh, ways. Yeah. So yeah, there'll be some bus trips, but I like bus trips. I know I don't have to drive. And uh, they take two buses on every trip, so you get to spread out a little bit and you get to stretch out. But you can read a book. You can watch uh, game film. There's just so much you can do. For me, it's relaxing. Bus trips are great. Yep. Uh, I liked it, too, because you didn't have to worry about driving, especially in bad weather. Yeah. No, Uh, let somebody else do that. So, yeah, there'll be, uh, you know, that's that's part of the deal. You know, there's some things that I think at this level was NCAA 2, 3, or NEI that – Players play for the right reason, and coaches coach for the right reason. And when you look at what's going on in the Frontier Conference with Rich Stubler going up to Northern's defensive coordinator. Rich, I just wrote him a note today because he was very good to me as a, when I was a young coach. He was at CSU okay. and treated me well. Now Jerome Sauer is coming back to yeah. Southern Oregon. Uh, that's great to see. There's some great coaches. You bet there is. You the, bet. the greatest is leaving out to Mary, but... There is uh, there is some great coaches for sure. Both no, just, just the oldest is leaving. <laughs> <laughs> coaches, um, real quick, do you remember on this date, nineteen ninety? It was a huge upset. James Buster Douglas knocked out oh, Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson. Yeah, in the Buster tenth round Douglas. in Tokyo. Right, yeah, Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. On uh, that was on this date in nineteen ninety. Brought to you by the Motherload. Uh, let's see, there was some. Uh, oh, the thirty k cross country. You a cross country guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, no. Uh, is that a Pyeongchang? Simon Hegstead Kruger won gold, and Norway swept the uh, 30K in cross country. So, oh. I got one more piece of music I have to run here before I can get you out. We're almost at the end of the show. We're going to run a little bit. What right? did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. The walk-off is presented by Cafe Zydeco, and it has to do with uh, the send-off to Coach Mike Van Deest. Coach, uh, again, we appreciate everything that you've done uh, for this community, for uh, for myself and my family, and good luck. I know you're not going to be uh, you're gone forever because you'll you'll be back to watch some some games in the in the winter and spring, and um, you'll you're definitely. Uh, you know, stay in touch. We'll get you back on here. That'll be great. No, appreciate it, and put a good plug in for the University of Mary Marauders once in a while. We I, need some fans out here, and I we're right off I ninety four. Come and see us. I definitely <laughs> will. And I told Coach uh, Bagnell I need to hang some jersey up in here. So uh, yeah, when you get we'll out get there, we get, get some uh, get some blue and orange hanging up in the studio. Coach, thank you for coming. Thanks, in. Jason. Appreciate and, it. And uh, that'll uh, that'll do it for today. The Jason Walker Show, presented by Helen Accommodations. We wish the best to Coach Mike Van Deest as he exits. Out to Bismarck. Go east, young man. Go east. We'll be back tomorrow. Jason Walker Show. Thanks for joining us. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.